This is an ABC podcast. It's time to get out and about in the garden with Rowanna and Sabrina here on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Sometimes that five minutes of news seems like a really long time. Sometimes it just whizzes by. And Sabrina, honey, you having trouble with your headset? Look, I I complained about this last week. Who have we got here? I'm just going to use this. <laughs> Who's this? I'll just let this them know. This is just the spare one. Oh, that's the spare one. You're just one. going to do a little switcheroo. I'm going to switcheroo because what happens is half. I only get sound in one ear, and oh. it's really that just puts me <laughs> right off. It's and confusing. I, do you know what? I know everyone at home hates hearing that nonsense. So I've turned your microphone off. You do what you need to do so that you're back with me in just a moment. Uh, hello to everyone. A special big hello to everyone in regional Western Australia who's joining me for the first time today. Of course, Sabrina is with me and she will have a perfectly working headset and microphone. Ah, that's better. Look at you coming through loud and clear. Hugh, I have Ebony the sound in two water. years. Here, throw that in the bin for me, Ebs. <laughs> Marty and Adrian, you're going to be in big trouble. <laughs> Don't just put things in the bin like that. That's expensive technology. You know what I they know. do down at community radio for a headset like that? <laughs> Well, you know, I have complained for a while. And <laughs> no you know, action's been taken. No, so that's right. Taking it into your own. You hands. know, I like to throw a little tantrum occasionally. How so have I've you just... been with tantrums at home this week, uh, site manager? Really? <laughs> I've actually or should I be been... asking your daughters that yeah, question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I've been working my little derriere off for the last two days, cooking. Doing the garden. The garden is the big day, awesome. as in the actual big day today. I know the no, party's no, today. It's on Tuesday. <sighs> um, but the part, hey, can't believe I have a 40-year-old child. That is that is quite incredible because you don't look a day over 40 yourself. Uh, no. Well, I behave like I'm still 40 some days, Ro. <laughs> um, and so we, we Anita. Talk, Jess kind of has a bit of a mini personality on our show and I think it's mm. appropriate that we do yep. shout her out. Yeah. Say a big happy birthday to yep. Jess because um, – Jess has the most difficult job in Australia. I think so. I think so. She um, she reckons it's like herding five hundred cats. So uh, it's, it's not the fact that you've managed. You've got a forty year old daughter. It's that your daughter's, despite trying to run your life, has managed to get to forty. I know. That's probably all the more remarkable. And remain sane. <laughs> all of that. Incredible. Remain, remain <laughs> this really cool chick that you know keeps you under control and makes sure we know yeah. what we're doing. So Jess, have a wonderful day today. Happy um, birthday. And on Tuesday. Yeah, happy birthday, Enjoy darling. Mm, indeed. Uh, so that's been filling up your week. Yes, getting that's, you organised. Yep, yep. To and be it's the been hostess with the mostess. Cold. That's been oh, a bit nippy. my Lord. Ed wasn't happy when we went out for coffee this morning. She's trying to find the sunny spots to stand in. Good. Very well done, Eb, because that wind came straight off Antarctica this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I saw a little iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, we've got uh, plenty of good stuff coming your way. Plenty of nonsense too, I'm sure. If you want to get in line to have a chat, then give us a call, 1300 222 720. We'll get to your calls in a moment. The texts are all the way already rolling through. You can add to those, 0437 922 And, of course, you can email us here on the program in the most painful of email addresses. It is <laughs> Perth. Weekends with an S on the end. Oh, so that's all one word to get you started. Perf weekends at your, Y-O-U-R, dot A-B-C dot net dot A-U. Perf weekends at your dot A-B-C dot net dot A-U. If you want to send us through some pickies, that is the only way you can do that. Now, 
If you want to know where you can go and see Open Gardens this weekend, mm. Cynthia's can help us with that and she's on the line. Hello, Cynthia. Good morning, Sabrina. Good morning, Cynthia. It's going to be a beautiful day today and if I wasn't cooking and partying, <laughs> uh, I'd be yearning to go to an open garden. So uh, do we have one open this weekend? We do, and sadly this is the last open garden for our oh. season this year. Yeah. And it's Crella Garden, which is at 23 Muir Court in Banjup. This is a gorgeous garden. It's um, a natural garden, I would call it, with uh, huge big melodukas. Phil tells me they're 400 years old, <gasps> so they really are massive. Wow. And they surround these Lovely big um, koi ponds that have little trickling waterfalls. Uh, they've got clivias and greenery all around. It's a great spot to sit and have a cup of tea or maybe a glass of wine in the evening. Uh, it has raised veggie beds that are very productive. There's chooks and citrus trees. And around the um, house is a little cottage garden area, lovely um, entertainment area with nice um, potted plants. Then they have a large lawn with a native bush surrounding. It's quite a big block. And about five years ago, I think, they had a huge fire come through there which almost burnt them out. In fact, the heat was so bad, it melted the blinds on the house. <gasps> oh, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, they've been replanting a lot of the um, native species in the um, bush to get it back up again. And today, or this weekend, they're having a vintage car display. Right. Um, and Bron also has a lovely old vintage car. She's a school teacher and takes her vintage car to school each day. And the kids call it Mrs. Janome's Jalopy. <laughs> beautiful is that? Yeah, yeah. So it'll be a great weekend and um, they're raising money for Native Art Wildlife Rescue um, people today. So um, I think it's a wonderful thing having open gardens because it's a great place to go and meet friends, um, get new ideas, especially for um, people who are learning uh, to you know, plant a new garden, you can pick up lots of um, good ideas, and uh, sometimes there's reasonable plants to um, get. So yeah, absolutely, yeah. And the other thing too, Cynthia, is it's great for people to to actually talk to the gardener and say, you know, I, I've tried to grow that, but I haven't been successful. What's your tip on doing that? Exactly, exactly. So I'd like to say thanks, Sabrina, for your continued support, also Uh to ABC and to the garden owners because they honestly do put a lot of hard work into getting their gardens looking beautiful. Um, So it's been a wonderful um, thing, I think, to have open gardens again. It's wonderful, um, Cynthia, and we really appreciate you giving us a call each week and kicking off the show, letting us know where they are, and we'll talk to you again in 2023. No, um, Cynthia is retiring from the open oh, garden. Cynthia. So this Cynthia this has is really your last. Yeah. So Cynthia, I know. we cannot thank you enough because 
you know, you're a volunteer, you do this every weekend during the season, you're an enormous supporter to all the gardeners that open their garden because you understand how much work is involved Mm. in doing that and you've brought a lot of joy and cheer to all our listeners on Mm. Saturday Roots and Shoots. Thank you so much. I'll still be a visitor. Oh, I know you will, <laughs> Cynthia. Cynthia. Thank you. Wow. That will be strange. She's yeah, I know. like a permanent fixture here. She on is Roots indeed. Yeah. Oh, well, all the She's best in trooper. retirement indeed. All right, let's get to your calls. 1300 222 720 or you can send through your text. It's 0437 922 720. It's 13 past nine. Gardening with Rowanna and Sabrina on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Let's head to Rolly Stone. Good morning, Bob. Oh, good morning. How are you both? Very well. Um, I sent through an email with three photos on it. Yes, we got them. Okay. Um, so passion fruit vine, there are yep. two that I put in. They're yep. about one and a half to two metres apart yep. in the same sort of raised bed uh, that's got an enriched soil. Yep. And you can see the two top photographs. Yep. Uh, one that's looking all crinkly and yep. wrinkled. Riddled with thrips. Thrips. Oh, is that what Yeah, is? you've got thrips till the cows come oh. home going on there, Bob. Um, oh, I thought it must be my eyes because I couldn't see anything. No, they're, I can tell by the symptoms um, uh-huh. and the type of crinkling that you're getting. So... Bob, you either need to spray with a potassium soap, an oil, or a pyrethrum-based spray. Now, they're okay. life cycle short and they build up in numbers very, very quickly. So I'd suggest you do that this morning. Okay. So why one and not the other? Because some plants are more susceptible than others. It's just nature's way... Insects, well, they're breeding in a couple of the leaves there, but if you don't do anything about it, they will definitely spread to the others. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'll so, get on to that. On to it today, Bob. On to it today. Good on you, Bob. Thanks very much for giving us a call and also for sending photos through because that makes that conversation much easier. Yes. Uh, let's go to Paul, who's in Australind. Hello, Paul. Morning, ladies. Morning, Paul. I love roots and shoots, and I listen nearly every Saturday religiously. Ah, ah, you are a champion. Maybe we should open up our own sort of religious order, a gardening <laughs> one. <laughs> That's right. I can, yeah. I can just imagine my robes as we speak, Paul. I'd like, I'd like a lot of bling, um, but in a floral pattern. I'd, 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 like, I'd like one of those big hats as well. Quite fancy big hat. Mica, yes. Okay. <laughs> right. I've got three. I've got three bougainvilleas forming a hedge. Yes. And the middle one looks like it's got dieback. I thought oh. bougainvilleas you couldn't. I thought you couldn't kill them. <laughs> well, usually you can't, but it would appear that you're doing a good job on that, Paul. Um. Do, no, do I need to send is- a photo? Very un- you did send a photo, did you say? No. Do I? Do I? Do I need to? Yes, but you'll need to email the photo through. Right. Can you do that? Now, very Um, unusual. So the only thing that will kill a bougainvillea is a bushfire, but it has to be a hot (laughs) one, uh, and root rot. So, yeah. So if the ground is heavy or it's got 
But you're in Australind, no such thing. It's ha- yes, as heavy no. ground in Australind. Um, but it can be a bacterial rot. Um, Does that mean I have to dig it up to find out? Well, have a look down at the very base of it and see if you can scrape the the outer bark off. If you can, down near the bottom, near the ground, mm. she's had she's she's a goner. Right, yeah. Yeah. So um, it's taken. I'll say it's taken like two or three years to deteriorate worse and worse. Oh, no, it's a goner. <laughs> it's okay. a goner. Rip that out. Stick another one Rip in. Okay, and the other two seem to be okay. So they. Yeah, it'll be within the root system of that particular plant. So the other bogies will be fine. Should I need to treat the soil after I pull it out? I would go and get a bucket of soil microbes, Paul, um, and sprinkle some microbes in the ground. They're surrounded by, like, fish ferns, and they're doing wonderfully well. But... Well, nothing kills a fish fern. <laughs> so nothing kills a bogomilia. <laughs> the, fish, the fish fern will thrive, even though the bogomilia is dead. Um, yeah, right. so, no, just get some, some microbes. Okay, can I ask an extra question? Uh, if it's like, fast, uh, fast. Kangaroo, kangaroo paws. Yes. Does it, can you cut all the old stems out? My yeah, oath, you, you have to. Just... You need to, oh. Paul. Yes. If I, leave, it's an if I leave them there a couple of years, it no. <laughs> no, you should have pulled them out a couple of years ago, Paul. No, cut them down to ground level. Good on you, Paul. Uh, text coming through from Annie. Hi, Sabrina. Our wisteria is damaging oh. our retaining walls. Cracks oh. have opened on the limestone wall. We have the wisteria growing on a trellis. If we substitute wisteria with passion fruit vine, will it have the same problem with the roots? Wow. That now, people can't see. It's spectacular. So there's an arbor in a sort of a semicircle mm. um, and the wisteria has covered the entire side and top of the arbor where the, the wings are. It looks stunning. Mm. However, <laughs> Annie, <laughs> as you have discovered, wisterias have the most incredible root system and are highly invasive into – they'll crack metal, let alone wood. <laughs> they'll lift – They'll lift roofs. Um, yes. Now, if you if you take the oh, – I'd break my heart to cut that wisteria down. I just let the wall crack. Uh, <laughs> probably, probably not an option everyone wants, though. Uh, the passion fruit vine, you will have no problems with the passion fruit vine root system at all. All uh, the Will other it look thing, that grand? I no, no, nothing looks as spectacular mm, that as that. Gorgeous. But there's no way you'll be able to control that wisteria <laughs> now. She's on a merry little run. That's so, a happy and healthy wisteria. Yeah, but remember, passion fruit vines live fast, die young. Mm. You only got five or six years. Okay, all right. Back to your calls, Neil in Banjup. Hello, hello, Hi. Neil. Neil. Neil's. Hey, how are you this morning, Neil? Wonderful, thank you. Good. What can we do for you? I have a question about um, we've just built a new raised garden bed and filled it with roses. Yeah. So uh, the roses are very happy; they're looking good. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to check if I'm doing the right thing by using a mulch made out of Bankshire bark because we've got plenty of that locally. Right. And what other? plantings would be compatible with the roses so I can fill the blank spaces in between. Okie dokie. Um, now, with the banksia bark, 
uh, as long as your Banksias are healthy and don't have dieback. Okay. All right. We've got a few around, but I think they've just died of old age. Oh, okay. That's fair enough. We all do that eventually. Well, <laughs> the lucky ones anyway. Um, so compatible plant material. So you can use things like Hibertias. Um, you can have salvias, you can have um, scabolas, you can have the true geraniums like the cranes bill geraniums like geranium roseanne. That's a really pretty one. Um, any annual you can have, any of the smaller flowering annuals. Um, you can have goudenia and dampira. And they'll okay. cascade down. And Gandira. A lot of things Dam, like that. Dam, Dampira. If you didn't get all that, you can um, listen to the podcast, listen back to all those things. Yep. And the show mm. ends up uh, online at some point today um, yeah. and it stays up for a week. So, yeah, either the Roots and Shoots podcast or abc.net.au slash Perth. Um, and you can listen back to the specific section when you've got a pen ready to scribble all that down. Neil, thank you for your call. Uh, let's go to Jono, who's in Belden. Hey, Jono. Hello. Hello, Jono. Guys, how you going, all ladies? Sorry. Marvellous. Oh, we don't mind. We, you know, these days you can be whatever you want. Yeah. I have a quick question for you about my gum tree. Yeah. I grew it from a seedling that my grandmother gave me to gave to me. Shout out to Hazel. Ah. Got it in about a 50, 80 litre bucket at the moment, but it's really starting to grow through the top. And I'm not sure what to cut off, and I don't want to kill it, obviously, but I'm also thinking I'd need to replant it and transplant it. So I'm not sure which one to do first or where to go from there. Okay. Can you guys some insight? So um, when you say cut the – it's shooting, is it is it shooting multiple branches from the base of the tree? There's not really much at the base. It's sort of top-heavy. So ah, I'm okay. I'm with you. Okay, yeah. so what you need to do, Jono, is you need to um, prune back the the top growth because if it gets too long and lanky, it kind of falls down and will rip the branch off. So take a third off those branches and then that'll thicken it up. And if you want to transplant it into another pot, now is the time to do it. So you prune first, then transplant into a bigger pot. If you can't put it in the ground, like the, ideally you'd put it in the ground and plant it out, but I don't know how big the tree. It could be a 40-metre tree and you might live in a courtyard. So that's <laughs> that won't work. Um, but, yes, yeah, so make sure that you water it every day once you've transplanted it either in the ground or in another pot. Perfect. Thank you, Sab. A few of your texts. My mulberry has a good health. My mulberry has good healthy leaves. Writes Helen in two J, but no fruit for two years. Is it too shaded? I place fifty percent shade over the whole area where lots of other fruit fruit trees are. Only happened since then. Yeah, definitely way too shady. Mulberries need as much sunshine as they can get, so you won't get much fruit if it's 50% shaded. There you go, Helen. Good morning, Rowena and Sabrina. My glorious garlic crop got flattened by very heavy rain last week, oh. says Naomi. It hasn't stopped raining since. Do I dig it up 
or wait for another month when it hopefully dries out. Yeah, Naomi, I'd leave it in the ground. If you dig it up now, the bulbs may not have formed. If you can leave it in till December, as long as it's not you're not in heavy clay, then the bulbs shouldn't rot even though the leaves have flattened. And good morning, ladies. A quick question, if you please. How long can I keep using self-sown tomato plants and will they crop as well as new plants from nursery or plants from fresh seed? Thank you very much and yep. please enjoy the rest of your weekend. You can, you can carry up just using that, that gene pool for as long as you want. And, yeah, they'll fruit like a demon. All right. On our way back to our calls, we'll slip in one more email, perthweekends at your.abc.net.au. This comes all the way from Marrickville in New South Wales ah. from Grumpy Pete. Oh, Greetings, Grumpy comrades, Pete. he starts. <laughs> what time of year should it Oh, should his pink grapefruit begin to grow fruit? It's close to 30 years old. It's had a tough life. Rehabilitated big time over the last five years. Looks pretty good now, but no flowers coming yet. Had one fruit many years ago. Tahitian lime, eureka, lemon, Washington navel orange and macadamia in the same garden and doing great. What time of this year should I be expecting fruit okay. on the pink grapefruit tree? Grumpy, your grapefruit should be setting flowers now and fruit. So maybe your grapefruit isn't getting enough fertiliser. So you might need to up it. Um, but they should all be flowering and fruiting. Well, just developing the fruits now. Sab's Pick of the Week coming your way in just a couple of minutes. Before then, we're going to Kim, who's in Busselton. Hey, Kim. Well, uh, Kim, you see, you sound like you're in a tunnel or something. Yeah, the cat, cat was at the door, so I had to let the cat in and run away from the phone. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, then, Kim. Cat comes first. All good, Kim. How can we help? I've got a um, on my mum's property. She, she passed away three months ago, mm-hmm. but. Our jacaranda is just not thriving. Oh. And it's just worse and worse and worse. Um, it's probably probably about 30 years old. Maybe. 30? As in three zero? Yeah. And it hasn't really done much? Not much, no. It was okay when we first, about 20 years ago, when we first got here. It was mm. nice and green. We had flowers, but it's just. Nah, it's a dud. Kim, rip it out. But we've got a lot of lichen. Does, would that kill it? No. Nah. There's something yeah. happening in the root system of that tree. You know, yeah. sometimes when you, if, if there's something compromised in the root system, the tree will never thrive. And, yeah. you know, you don't want to wait another 30 years. No, okay. Because someone says to me, no, the lichen is probably killing no, it. No, lichen it? won't kill the tree. No, it won't kill no, the tree. No, no, no. No. Okay, time for it to go. Yep. <laughs> Good on you, Kim. Cut its, cut its head off. Love a jacaranda. I know. They're beautiful, mm. aren't they? Absolutely. Uh, let's go to Jude, who's in Aveling. Hey, Jude. That's a song, isn't Hi, it? It is. Hello, hello, Jude. How are you today? Well, I'm, I'm jolly good. <laughs> a bit a bit sad about my Professor Pucci. Ah. Um, so, look, he must be about probably about 15 years, he's been in a pot, happy as. Sometimes he's been a bit, you know, a bit crap and I've cut him back and he's yep. shot. But about <coughs> four weeks ago, I, you know, it, with, it survived winter, it was absolutely fine and I gave it a little bit of blood and bone. Yes. I don't know if that's what's done it, 
but if you looked at it, so I'm not at home to have sent a photo in, um, it looks like it's dead. It's like the leaves look like it's not been watered in a hundred million years. Ah, it's like, okay. Yep. It's, Do you think it was the blood and bone? No. I No, definitely not. Um, okay. Now, anything in a pot. So gardenias actually have quite an extensive root system. Yeah. And I have to repot mine probably every four years. Yeah, So okay. I prune it, pull it out of the pot, prune the root yeah. system, replant yeah. it. Because it gets so crowded, the root mass takes up the entire. Yeah. So what's happened is, you can't get the water and there's not enough soil there. The blood and bones probably burnt the roots a little bit, okay. but not the demise of the plant. Um, cut it back yes. and repot it? Yes, okay. cut it back, pull it out of the pot, prune yep. the root yep. system, repot yep. it in fresh soil, and it should come back a treat. Oh, thank God. He's been very resilient up to now. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Jude, before I let you go, um, you would have spoken yes. to Ebony, um, our wonderful producer, before you spoke yes. to us. How'd she, she go with she Professor learned... Pucci Gardenia? She, she said to me, I learn something new every day. <laughs> <laughs> I love the professor. <laughs> I know. There's a little bit of doubt there if Professor Pucci Gardini was Ooh, a real thing. <laughs> I know. Some people think, oh, I think they're having me on. It's a big, it's very floriferous, the old professor. <laughs> it's kind of good, actually. It's a bit of a flow. Like our callers go through and there's a filter that Eb puts over just to check yep. that it's, it's yeah, real. Yeah, that it's okay. And then it gets to me who wouldn't know if Eb hadn't put that filter on, <laughs> if it was the case, and then it eventually gets to you. So there shouldn't be too much that gets to you that isn't real. So we do our thorough checks here on Roots and We Shoots. do, we do. Hey, it's half past nine, so you know what that means. It is that time again. It is. Sabrina's musical pick of the week. Pick of the week. I know you're going to dig this. Here we go now. What are you doing for us today? What do we got? Are we yeah. getting, or do I need to get up, get uh, ready to get up or no, just chill? No, chill, chill, okay. chill to this one. A little bit of Florence in the machine. Oh, nice. Of all my love. All my love. Jess, all my love, Jess, my love to oh, you. Oh, how lovely. Happy birthday again, Jess. There you go. That's Sab's pick of the week. In amongst your texts about your garden problems or your phone calls, let us know what you thought. Zero four three seven nine double two seven twenty. William says, Sab, you've got to follow this up next week with something by London Grammar. Who you're familiar yep. with? Yep, I'm very familiar with London Grammar. I went and saw them when they came to Perth. Quite the rage, aren't you? Oh, I'm so get out of town and get down and boogie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Which doesn't wild. make sense at all, really, does it? No. No, no, because no, there's not a lot of stuff that happens outside of town. <laughs> you kind of have to be inside the town. But you know me, Ro, I like to get all the sayings all mixed up. <laughs> hey, Anne says, hi, Ro and Sabrina. I love it when you pair of villains are together on the radio. Always fun <laughs> listening to you, Roanna, trying to keep Sabrina under control mm. unsuccessfully. <laughs> Brightens my Saturdays at work. It's probably the feedback I'll get on my performance report. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
Do we have good those? from six till nine. Yeah, um, yeah. Or, you okay. know, it goes to, fail, to hell. Fail hell. at maintaining I control think, I have nine. never had a performance. I've never had a performance report. Yeah, there's a big cash bonus cycle, isn't there, at the end of oh, every year? I don't know. I've isn't never had one. Isn't that what happens at the ABC where we all get, you know? 27 years they've never given me one. I actually, oh. I'd be pretty terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I like just staying under the radar in case there's stuff that I do. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> under the radar. You don't think I am. Bless. <laughs> Kidding yourself. <laughs> the quiet, diminutive um, little thing. In great the pick. Great tune. Love FM, uh, Florence the Machine, Bob in Rolly Stone. Great song. Thanks to Sabrina and Rowanna. You have the best show on our local ABC. Oh, we like to think so, Chris from yeah. Yokan. Uh, yep, so seems to be oh, a pretty a content audience. With, yep. Maybe it was a bit, a bit safe. Uh, it was pretty safe. Wait till next week. That was definitely <laughs> not safe. Vengeance. Yeah. Um, on our way back to your call, thirteen hundred triple two seven twenty. Joe from Australind. Mm. She would like to know if she can use rose spray on the black spot leaves of her tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now the reason I hesitated mm, is hesitate. it, it'll work on the black spot, but you have to check the back of the bottle if your tomatoes are ripening. You need to see if there is a withholding period. So if you look on the back of a bottle, it'll say, you know, one day, three day, fourteen day withholding period <clears throat> for edible um, crops. So just check to make sure if your tomatoes are within two weeks of ripening that you can use it that close to picking your fruit. Sam from Jero. Sab, I literally woke up and turned on the radio to have my ears assaulted by that terrible tune. Oh, Sam, come on. Side note, I'm going to edit his phrase to, how does my wonderful wife attract good bugs to the garden for the roses? Right. I don't know if I should answer your question, Sam. You're getting a bit picky, mate. No, but I feel like we're not going to get authentic responses no, that's from true. Sam if that's you don't true. answer unless he's... No, we love you, Sam. Yeah, we do. We actually love your feedback. And anyway. I often ignore his questions and just give you the feedback, and that's a bit rude too, so we'll do so, the right thing by him today. We will, because it's for his lovely wife. That's right. Okay. Now, if you want all the beneficials coming into your garden, you have to have lots of different flowering plants. So you need different coloured flowers. In particular, you need blues and yellows, very, very important. Um, so, and you need different types of flowers. So, you need daisy like flowers, you need tubular flowers like um, salvias, you need native flowers like banksias, hakeas in particular. Hakeas are very good. You can get small hakeas, big hakeas, medium-sized hakeas. Basically, you need a big biodiversity of plants that flower all year round, as in different things flowering at different times of the year. Pack those flowers in, people. <laughs> Pack them in, Sam. Uh, Devin Hillary's love the song, and I started my weekend with you both, and I don't even garden. Oh, you know what, Deb, neither do I. So we can all have some fun <laughs> together. <laughs> Barbara is in Duncraig and has been waiting patiently. Hey, Barbara. Oh, good morning, girls. Morning, Barbara. Um, I would like to know how to propagate a I-O-C-H-R-O-M-A. Aochroma, yeah. Yeah, 
Um, the the C Y A N E A. And the what? Sorry? Go again with that one. Um, C Y A N E A. It's it's um it, it's got little Cyanine? purple clumps of flowers on it. Yeah. Um. So is that an iachroma as well or not? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it yeah, is. Yeah. The, it's the same, same family. Part. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. I've only ever heard them called iochromas. Now you want to All propagate right. them. Is this correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so but, yes. The yes. best time is in summer. So next yeah. month, and you yeah. need the new, the new growth, Barbara. It's it's, it's just coming out in flower in leaves now. In leaves now. Okay. Yes. So you need to leave it for about a month. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So that you take in 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 winter you can take hardwood cuttings, but in summer yeah. you take the soft wood cuttings, yeah. and the yeah. summer ones work better. So oh, so that new growth is really good, um, and you only want your cutting about four centimeters long. Okay. Um, and they they are. Yeah, they'll they'll go off like a frog in a sock. <laughs> I hope so. Mm. I've had many attempts and, and oh, it's just not succeeded. Not. Okay. Get some hormone gel as well, not to rub on yourself. <laughs> yeah, you can get Good hormone luck, gel for plants, Ro. Did can you? you know that? Yeah, to help them develop root systems. Hey, how good is this? Mm. Um, Ricky sent us an email mm. and punched into the Google. I think this is to help egg out. <laughs> Professor Poochie. Poochie spelled P-O-O-C-H-I-E. And the comment with the email was, um, it's a much less weird name when you know how it's spelt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love uh, our listeners. Which is Italian, P-U-C-C-I. Poochie. Poochie. <laughs> hey, Jane in Fremantle, how are you? You there, Jane? Hello. Hi. Yes, I'm here. What can we do? Hello, Jane. Can you hear us? I've got a gum tree in my backyard. It's gorgeous. But um, it's grown so large. I think it's about 25 metres. I'm not really good with measurements. (laughs) Yep. But it's shading the wicking beds that I put in at the back. Right. Um, I'm wondering, is it, do you think it's appropriate to get someone and lock the limbs just so I get a little bit more sun? Yeah, absolutely. Will it make the tree... The tree's gorgeous at the yeah. moment. It looks no, no. If you get will it, it, make it look really strange. No, no, it won't. Now, the big thing is, Jane, you have to get an arborist in because oh, absolutely, I yeah. can't get up that high. Yeah. So, so Jane, what a lot of people do with eucalypts when they get when it shades everything, they actually take out selected branches, so it opens yeah. the light up, and nearly everyone that has a you know, I've got a 70-year-old gum tree and that's what I get my arborist to do so that the light still comes through and the tree will be fine. Great. Perfect. All right. Good Job done. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jane. Okay. All right. From Jane, we're going to go to Elizabeth, who's in Albany. Hey, Elizabeth. Hello. Enjoying your little bit of natter. Ah, oh, thank you, Elizabeth. <laughs> Oh, like wickedness coming through. <laughs> Good. <laughs> we do our best. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes, I can see that. And now I just have a teensy weensy little problem with my triffids. Oh, are they eating people as well? Or? <laughs> no, I knew you'd know what they were. But yes. no, these uh, definitely are burying my uh, ba- 
bottle brushes, anything and everything that is Aussie plants, this nasty little Perth weed um, is climbing over the top. I mean, it's sort of pretty. It's got nice bright yellow flowers and all the rest, Mm. but I hate the damn thing. And I've been trying to rip them out, tear off its limbs and, um, you know, haven't won. It's eating me. Okay, so um, you you can't – basically what you're going to have to do, Elizabeth, is cut it down and then where you cut it, you're going to have to paint it with blackberry tree killer and kerosene. Oh, because, okay. Yeah, because you can't use glyphosate because glyphosate's non-selective and will just – you know, wipe out everything. Oh, yeah. I, I can't afford to offend my zoo. I've got a whole lot of bandicoots and dunnards oh. running around the yard, you know. Oh, and how lovely. So, um, so basically you cut it down to ground level and then you paint it. So you get a, a little like a Vegemite jar and you put 60% kerosene, 40% blackberry and tree killer. You're not going to spray it. You're going to paint it on what's left once you cut it down near ground level. So Hmm. that's your best bet there. Beautiful. All right. Uh, Bridget and Sharon, please hold the line. We'll come to you in just a moment and we've got your emails ready so you can Sabrina can help you out Yosh. specifically. But before that, we just want to have a quick chat to Belinda Bean about the Greener Spaces Better Places. Belinda, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, yeah good. Good morning, Belinda. How lovely to have you Great. on the program because I know that you're um, a big supporter of the of us trying to green up our urban spaces and the importance of having gardens, plants, trees, uh, regardless of where you live in Australia. So, um, so oh, can can you tell us what Greener Spaces Better Places organisation is all about? Oh, for sure. So Greener Spaces Better Places is a movement here to bring the power of plants into every Australian's life because plants and trees are amazing, right, Sabrina? Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> oath are. I couldn't live without them, Belinda. What? What's your favourite benefit of plants and trees? Uh, I think every morning when I go out into my garden and just um, immerse myself in the nature that exists in my garden with all the species that come and see me gives me absolute, total, pure joy and makes me happy and relaxed. Totally, yes, that connection to nature. And I think particularly in this post-COVID world, it's... um, really relevant and, you know, green space aligns with those current needs we have in society. So, you know, it improves our mental and physical health, gives us a connection to nature and, you know, it beautifies the home. Totally. Something we all love doing is that home improvement piece. Yeah. Um, so it really just makes our places better, you know, to, better to look at but also feel better to be in. So whether that be our home or our workspace or also our street and suburbs, so Greener Spaces, Better Places also works behind the scenes with um, local government and developers to try and solve um, some of these complex urban greening challenges. But we're really on this mission to help the everyday Australian make their space a better place. So we're building this big online community um, over Instagram, which has over 60,000 um, members, uh, Australian members, um, so getting quite strong and yeah. we aim to bring these plant lovers together to inspire and educate 
um, with legends like yourself, Sabrina. So through the horticultural video series we're doing called School of Fun. Yes. We're, we're trying to put everyday people in touch with the plant experts. So um, for Sabrina Hans from all over Australia, um, and <laughs> we're getting forbid. people to ask those questions. God forbid. No, we need more of you. We need to clone you. <laughs> the world's not ready for that, Belinda. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try them, I think. Yeah, true. Now, what about, Belinda, what about people that don't, you know, that live in apartments or, you know, have a very, very small space? Um, yeah, that, that's one of the biggest barriers um, when we interview people, just thinking their space is really small. Hmm. And, um, you know, we don't, we don't really need a big space. We just need um, a bit of imagination, you know, because particularly indoors, the more plants we have in that space, the better the air quality um, that's built in that area by introducing more plants. Yeah. And in terms of um, balcony or uh, terrace or small urban backyards, what, what we find is actually if you're into, um, particularly if you're into growing fruits and veg, you actually get more yield out of a smaller space because think about it, you don't have to go as far to tend to the fruits and veggies. Mm. So having a small space is actually a good thing, but it's just connecting people with a little bit of inspiration, a little bit of help around the planning of what to put where, yeah. um, but also to make the most of all the different layers available to us. So, for example, the vertical and the horizontal and um, seeing how we can get nature into, into all of those spaces available to us. Yeah, and I think that's, that's the thing, isn't it? We, the horizontal garden is, in fact, really, really important and a fantastic way of being able to grow stuff that you didn't think you could. So um, just like our, our, our urban infill is going up, our green, our green infill mm. needs to go up as well. Oh, green infill. I love that. that was, <laughs> it, it was actually one of the trends we found. We've recently done this um, plant trend report yep. to see what was, um, to see, you know, what are the great trends out there. And we conducted this nationwide survey of over a thousand plant loving Aussies for insights yep. and spoke to a range of experts, including yourself, Sabrina. Yep. You're just such a champion <laughs> of the Greener Space and Better Places <laughs> program. We love you. Um, but one of the big findings, one of the trends was um, three, what we're calling 3D greening. Yep. So uncovering the, the cooling value of, you know, greening below, outside and above. So looking at all those areas um, to use like, for example, deciduous vines to create a shady summer ceiling um, or weaving in vegetable vines such as pumpkins and bikini up structures to create yep. garden tents. Um, but really cool your outdoor spaces particularly in those small urban environments because often concrete and materials that we use in our urban spaces heat up and actually release that heat overnight and can make our places really uncomfortable to live in heat-wise in, in summer. Yeah. So that's what's called the urban um, heat island effect. And so having plants and shade um, to ameliorate that really makes our homes a lot more comfortable. And, of course, in this 3D gardening space as well, there's things like ponds, so using water, because then you're creating a new dimension. So think about if you've got a small little yard outside and you've got a certain area of grass, but if you're doing a small little pond in that or a little frog habitat, let's say, you're actually creating dimensions and space that wasn't there before. So, you know, and this helps address that small space. You're actually creating extra space by going, you know, down into the earth or creating, you know, rocks and structures for things to grow up. 
Indeed, Belinda. Thank you um, very much, Belinda Bean there from Greener Spaces, Better Places. And, and so um, if people are interested in, because um, it's a really great online, I don't know what the Instagram tag is and Jessie's getting ready for the party. So she Greener spaces, better, better places. places. I found it while Belinda was talking. Excellent. Punch that into your Instagram. Yep. You can and give them a follow and it'll get be some up ideas on Insta. from there. And just on that, there's um, there's an eco-apartment launch uh, in Hammy Hill on Sunday uh, this sun tomorrow from 10 to 4. Now, it's a typical urban block that had one house and now they've put four houses on it but they've managed to maintain all the trees and it's 11-star uh, um, units So, and it's quite passive, a passive house design. So it's, a, a, you know, for people that are interested in trying to maintain trees and vegetation plus have urban infill, they will find it really, really interesting. So that's over in Hammy Hill this weekend. So if you're interested in that, you need to just uh, go to the foreverproject.com dot au because you have to register um, and you can have a look at how you can actually do far nicer sustainable infill keeping vegetation and old trees gardening with rowanna and sabrina on abc radio perth and wa we've got about seven minutes left of the program let's get back to your calls sharon in thornley joins us and sharon i've got the photos up for sab to have a look ah, at yes of that oh, good morning unhealthy good morning. ground cover yep yeah it's actually my daughter's um house yep. five, six months ago I moved in now this ground cover it's i think it's a native and she doesn't we don't know what it's called yep. but it's got this scale all over and it's it's dying and it's yep. got red leaves now. Yep. Yep. So ideas what it is. Yep. So that's one of the pig faced native ground covers. And what happens is they rot. So down at the just at the base of the plant, they'll rot. You've also had beetles uh, or weevils that are eating the leaves. Now, what you have to do with them is you need to prune and pull out all the all the nasty bits, all the the dead, dying, and soggy bits. It's also got scale, so you can use a pest oil to uh, kill the scale, and then you'll have to spray again in two weeks' time. But basically, they rot. Okay. Good on you, Sharon. Hopefully that helps your daughter out. Let's go to Bridget, who's in North Perth. Bridget, we've also got your photos in front of us. Hello. Hello, Bridget. Hello. Um, Don't those programs sound great? The greener spaces. Yeah, greener spaces. Yeah, definitely. Warms my heart. I'm so pleased. Um, Yeah, and also what warms my heart is I used to listen – you know, pretty religiously every every Saturday with with my mum um, before she passed away about a year ago, and Aww. it was a really important part of our Aww. the end of her life. Yeah, and oh, Bridget, her that's beautiful. Bit of joy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I have been given these two um, also beautiful, but a bit um, bit worn out uh, business <laughs> things. <laughs> <laughs> like me, <laughs> am I beautiful? I don't know. 
but um, yeah, some some little bastards really <laughs> chewing into. It's certainly, <laughs> certainly going to town on it, isn't it? Yes, yes. having a good old munch. Um, so. And also, half my everlasting heads have flower heads have been stolen in the middle of the night, ah. and um, I don't know. If a rat doing that, but it, I don't think it's a rat eating the birds. No, no, nest, definitely yeah. not. No, no. So the bird's nest, it has either been – so it's a chewer, so it's not snails. It's either a um, cricket, a grasshopper, um, or a caterpillar. So I would use a potassium soap – um, potassium soap spray on it because you can't use oils on the bird's nest fern. So potassium soap is is fine. Um, remember they're epiphytic, meaning they grow up in trees, not in the ground. Um, so they require high humidity. So mist spraying it is a really good idea, but also you'll need to water it three times a week. So that's really your best, yeah. That's your best bet. Beautiful. There you go, Bridget. We've got four minutes till we wrap up. So we've got three calls we're going to try and get through. So we'll keep them short and sharp. Maria in Middle Swan, how can we help? Maria, hello. All right, we'll try uh, David. David, are you there? How can we help? Hello, good morning. Good morning. Um, yeah, thanks, Sabrina, for your program. Um I'm at Regan's Ford, as mentioned, but um, I've got quite a lot of um, onions in probably 600 of the three types, and they're all bulb well and going well. Yeah. The simple question is, when do you actually stop watering them? Ah, okay. So uh, you will see that the colour of the leaves will start to change, so they'll go a dull colour. They'll lose that luster of green. That's a trigger that pretty soon you'll be harvesting them. So you need to dry them out. So you've got to cut the water off for the last three Three weeks before you harvest. Thank you, David. Let's go to Kirsten in Applecross. How can we help, Kirsten? Yes, good morning, ladies. Thank you for a great program. Uh, Sabrina, I just wanted to ask you, I wanted to put in a small edge around some flower beds and either African box or English box and how far apart should I plant them? Okay, I wouldn't use the English box because we're finding that it's really not coping with our, uh, coping with um, our, our changing climate of our hot, hot summers. So you could use the African box um, and uh, I, you need to plant them. Don't overcrowd them. That's why they end up dying. So you need to plant them when they're small, 30 centimetres apart and they will all join up. There we go, Kirsten. And we'll try Maria one more time. Hello, Maria. Nope. Nope. Still no Maria. Maria's out hanging out the clothes. All right. Oops. I don't know what I've done there on the screen. Jeez, I'm getting really clever. Um, Gisela needs your help, Sab, on their way to the news. I accidentally planted a lemon-scented gum as stock tube. (laughs) Year later, two metres. It's about five metres from the house in the Lancelin area. Can I leave it and trim it or will it need to go? No, I would be taking that out. And I never say take a tree out, but lemon scented gums five <laughs> metres from your house. Uh-uh. That one's got to go. Um, hello, Rowana and Sabrina. I have a clivia for several years and I think it's only flowered once. It's in a pot and it does multiply. Also, I have to treat it for mould every year. It comes back after a while. What to do? Thank you for your advice. Okay, it's not mould. It's merely bug and you'll need to spray and spray and spray 
rain, 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 spray uh, with uh, potassium soap. Um, if it's not flowering, you need to take it out of the pot, give it more sun and fertilise it. Okay. All right. Uh, hi, Sabrina. My back verge is covered with onion weed. How can I get rid of it? Uh, there is a spray that you can get and <laughs> the hint is that it's something to do with sedges. Okay. There we go. Uh, a few of you texting, just wanting to follow up the Instagram page, Greener Spaces, Better Places. Greener Spaces, Better Places. If you look it up in the search function, you will be able to find it. I promise you. This is an ABC podcast.